Summary In the Unlikely Event is a fictional account of a real series of plane crashes that took place between December 1951 and August 1952 in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Mary Ammerman is a young Jewish girl. Her mother, Rusty, made the unusual choice for the time period to raise her daughter alone. They live with Rusty's mother, Irene, and brother Henry, a reporter for the local paper. Mary's best friend, Natalie, is the daughter of a local dentist, Dr. Osner. Mary often fantasizes about Natalie's mother dying so that Rusty and Dr. Osner can get married. Then the girls could be sisters. A young dancer named Ruby Granick boards a plane and, while helping a young mother with her two small children as the plane takes off, Ruby realizes that something is terribly wrong. At the same time, Mary and Rusty are on their way home from a movie when they see the plane coming down and the fireball of the crash. All on board are killed. Dr. Osner must examine the corpses in an attempt to match their dental impressions to their dental records. This task takes a considerable toll on him. Henry writes a news story about the crash, an investigation is launched, and the town slowly begins to regroup. The only exception is Natalie, who confides in Mary that she sees Ruby, the dancer who died in the plane crash. Ruby communicates with Natalie and makes her listen to the babies crying as they die. Natalie begins to eat less and lose weight, concentrating on becoming a dancer like Ruby. Mary is worried, but hopes it will pass. Mary begins to have a romantic relationship with Mason McKittrick, a friend of a friend of Natalie's brother, Steve. Mary shares secrets with Mason she would never share with anyone else, and he does the same with her. A woman named Frecky Strasser comes to Mary's house and claims to be her aunt. The wife of Frecky's cousin-in-law saw Mary and Natalie at her husband's sporting goods store and took a picture after noting the resemblance between Mary and Frecky's brother. She then showed it to Frecky. After doing some basic investigation, and after the plane crash made her take stock of her life, Frecky tracked Mary down. Rusty, however, sends Frecky away and refuses to talk about it with Mary. One afternoon, Christina, a woman who works in Dr. Osner's office and dates Mason's brother, Jack, hears a terrible sound and runs out in the street. Another plane has crashed. Mary discovers that the plane has hit the home of Betsy and Penny, two kids she babysits every Sunday. Betsy is injured, and Penny is dead. The students at the local schools also begin to imagine strange and terrifying reasons why this has happened twice. Stories of aliens and conspiracy theories are exchanged and expanded on throughout the days after the second crash. The community echoes this response, and an animated town meeting pressures officials to close the airport. Natalie descends deep into anorexia and mental illness. Her parents hospitalize her. The stress of Natalie's condition, coupled with other marital problems, creates a divide between the Osners. At the same time, Mary meets her father, Mike. The third plane crashes near the boy's home, an orphanage where Mason lives, but no one on the ground is killed. Mason and two other teen boys are nearby. Mason enters the plane repeatedly, saving many people before the plane explodes. He is hailed a hero, but he has a secret. He has been sleeping with Paulina, a cook at the boys' home, since before he started dating Mary, and he cannot seem to stop. Christina misses her period and begins to suspect she is pregnant, because there is no quick and easy way to test for pregnancy in 1952, 
she and Jack decide to elope despite knowing her family would object. Soon after the wedding, Christina has her period. She continues to keep her marriage a secret. Miri writes an article for her school paper, making the argument that the plane crashes are caused by a force adults do not understand that is intentionally killing children. The editor of the paper supports her, but the principal will not allow it. Miri prints it on her own, with her uncle's help, and distributes it to her classmates, for which she gets in trouble at school. The staff of the local newspaper stands behind her, and she is empowered by the experience. Rusty receives word that Mike wants to have a relationship with Miri, and has arranged a meeting at a local rabbi's home. During the meeting, it is determined that Mike will help Miri financially, and will be allowed to see her on Rusty and Miri's terms.'